This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I'm trying to elevate small talk to medium talk. Hi, I'm Alexander Chester. So Ob looks gay, huh? And I'm Ob Sedensky, and I think some things are better left unsaid. <laughs> Welcome back to Pretty Good Friends, a friends podcast between pretty good friends. Let's say good. We are here today to discuss season one, episode eight, the one where Nana dies twice, which originally aired on November 10th, 1994. Um, of all of our grandmothers are dead, so I think we are uh, perfectly appropriate to discuss this episode. Each of my nanas died once, yes. as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of weirdness going on in that hospital. We'll uh, yeah, very confusing hospital. Yeah, yeah, we'll they got to do a better job with the whole, you know, the person's dead. Yeah, we, we you know, we don't in Seinfeld they would always show uh, my wife's former uh, place of employment, um, the New York hospital on 70th and york they would always show that externally when they were showing a hospital like to, they don't do that here in france we don't know where this hospital is supposed to be uh, is this yeah. manhattan is this long island because that's where nana lives is it queens where do you think we are i think it's probably queens mm. so a compromise so yeah so so nana's from queens her kids moved out to the island her granddaughter is is back in Manhattan, banana stayed in Queens all along. So wait, so I guess though, who which although Queens no, the, the Jew, Jews wouldn't have she wouldn't she would have been in 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 Manhattan or Brooklyn. Jews didn't live in uh, Queens until much later, right? No, that's not true. It was still, it was in Queens for a very long time before World War II. Um, well, Nana could have moved there in the fifties. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, precisely. Uh, but they've been they've been in Queens for a while. Yeah. Okay. Um, but so which grandmother is the one who had the apartment? So it, it has to be the other grandmother here because otherwise it would be referenced. I mean, except, uh, you know, un- unless it's just not canon yet that it's uh, that it's a right, grandmother's which apartment. It could easily be that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess we could look that up. Um, yeah. Now, uh, we, we know that obviously Nana feels closer to Monica and Ross and to anyone, including her own daughters, because Monica and Ross are the ones always in the room for, you know, the most important moments. Uh, those are the ones who they bring in to uh, to check things, to say goodbye, et cetera. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know well what other extended family there is, um, other than uh, who's the aunt we mean, Aunt Lillian. Yeah, so I'm assuming that that is their mom's sister. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, we don't we don't get a lot of information. She also disappears randomly for 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 one scene, the, a very important scene. But we'll get there. Why don't we? Are we ready to jump right into the recap, or do we have other business to attend to first? Um, one sec. I'm looking at I'm looking at Monica's uh, family tree. Family tree. Um, nice. She has grandmother Althea. I think that's the one that passes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then do we see paternal grandmother? I don't see on here. Okay. Let's. See All right. So this. so I so then I think we're gonna we'll, we'll use the working assumption that this is Nana's apartment. I guess. 
I don't see any mention. And, and the story is that her name is still on the lease because so that it's rent controlled. So they're uh, for, uh, committing a little fraud here on the city of New York. Is that is that the case? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Okay. Yeah, it says it says she had legally sublet from her grandmother, and when we click that, it takes us to Althea. So according mm-hmm. to Friends Wiki or fan, Friends Fandom, yes. whatever this is, uh, they're saying it's this is this was nada's apartment now this would lead to a concern and maybe this happens in the next episode i don't remember but uh, this would lead to a concern about uh keeping the apartment because if it's under nana's name and nana's now dead right see that would be a funny if they if it was canada at the time they had monica react to the the news that her grandmother died like oh shit like what am i going to do about the apartment now which is how george would think but also is a practical (laughs) concern in this yeah no it is it's like yeah you maybe you think about it that's you know the second thing yeah uh but it's like definitely in the top two yeah yeah so as you said we're gonna jump into the episode this one is written by marta kaufman and david crane and directed by james Barrows. so he's we're still riding this guy i think he does like 15 episodes of the series and like they're almost all in season one so Hmm. i think he was just like their uh their early director that they started mixing it up um we do see a, a you know an, another dip in the ratings where they weren't going to stay where they were. I think we were over twenty three million last week when it was blackout with the blackout Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, um, we're back down to twenty one point one, but okay, still but higher five. than episodes five and six. Yeah, yeah, okay. correct. So okay. um, you know, it, it looks like you know some people stuck around after the blackout. Mm-hmm. Uh, they liked what they saw. It seems. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, uh, a little bit of a plunge in quality. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, for sure. You know, if if you if you yeah. came in at the blackout, yeah, it might again, be it's a, a top ten episode. They can't all be top ten episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. According to some, but I guess we'll see. We'll, mm-hmm. We're not there yet. So according, yeah. so for us, so far, it's the number one episode. We both agreed. Yeah. Well, it's definitely in the top seven for everyone. <laughs> Correct. Um, okay, so we start out with Chandler at work. So mm. completely new setting here. And I gotta say, right off the bat, I give Chandler credit uh, for sitting in this common area eating. When I'm in his situation, uh, you know, for most of my career, I'd be like hiding in my office slash desk <laughs> slash cubicle, like eating by myself. Right. Like to, when you, to not have any plans for eating, uh, but uh, to uh, sort of sit in the common room like this, uh, sort of waiting for conversation. A uh, very interesting, a uh, ballsy, uh, smart social move by Chandler here. Yeah, I would never do that in a million years. For yeah, yeah. I would definitely yeah. just eat at my desk. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, if I had like specific plans to like, oh, someone said like, oh, let's, you know, you know, hang out and have lunch. Yeah, but where you have like no plans for lunch. Yeah. No, I definitely definitely wouldn't go there. And yeah. Yes, I would be sitting in my office like a pathetic loser. Yeah, reading uh, page two of ESPN or whatever I was reading in uh, 2000. uh, Well, this is uh, 1994. So I guess obviously I wasn't in an office at the time. Right. Um, Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I would just eat by myself, whatever. Um, yeah, so Chandler is uh, talking to his coworker Shelly, and Shelly has someone in mind for Chandler to be set up with. Mm. And Chandler's like really excited, wants to know all about this person. And in describing this person, Shelly casually drops in the word he, which, as we know, Chandler is a heterosexual man, mm. male, man seeking man. Masking yes. woman, sorry. We know. Yeah. yeah. We know. Yes, you and I and Chandler. Yes. But yeah. uh yes, apparently uh, this colleague of his does not know. This colleague of his just ha- just has yeah. assumed that he was And gay. by the way, you know that she's so excited, especially in nineteen ninety four, to be yes. setting up. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. 
Um, she's done no diligence here other than that they're both gay for sure which, which by the way is the extent of that my mother um loves to set people up and the extent of her diligence is to confirm the gender of the people and assume that they're straight and she literally nothing like oh a boy and a girl they should go out yeah honestly um, at the end of the day i mean at a i guess it depends but like at a certain age i say like just whatever go have coffee with someone who cares sure yes if you're yes. really dating because like you want to meet someone like yeah. just you mm -hmm. know meet everyone yeah now, but what about the that? fact that, like, people thinking Chandler's gay is a pretty direct direct ripoff of an extremely famous Seinfeld episode from the previous year? Yeah, right? it's, the, it's, the a, out, it's very The outing similar, is in yes. February of 93. This episode, which airs in November 94, probably written around February of 94. There's no way they weren't thinking of or discussing or referencing Seinfeld here. Um, I wouldn't say there's no way they weren't referencing Seinfeld. No, no um, I'm not saying that the intent was, but at some point in the writer's room, they had to say, oh, isn't this what Seinfeld just did last year with Jerry and George? Somebody said that in the writer's room. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. There's, yeah, I don't I don't see how I don't see how an entire writer's room of people couldn't have uh, thought of that. By the way, I would also say like, people didn't watch TV the way we watch TV. Like, sure. But sign people who were writers on sitcoms definitely were watching Seinfeld. They may have seen it. That doesn't yeah. either remember like the storyline from. Yeah, the audio was a pretty. Yeah, okay, well, whatever. I, you, you're certainly right. It's not. Yeah, they couldn't just yeah, you know quickly pull it up on YouTube in five seconds the way we can. So that's true. But um, and I would say also probably wouldn't be made today because of the gay panicked aspect. Oh, for sure not. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's a very it's a very similar like emotional th response that both. Chandler here and Jerry and yeah. George. In now, now Jerry and George, of course, very famously say not that there's anything wrong with that, and then go over the top of a person's personal sexual preferences. No one starts with their own, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> like that's the running joke there. Yeah. So it's, here it's, they it's don't. It's more explicit there. I think it's kind of the same joke here to an extent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now again, I think that the show considers itself very progressive in 1994 to be. You know, right. Chandler is. Uh, curious why he's gay but uh, you know i think many of us would call it gay panic but i think from the show's perspective they're saying well no he's not offended you know he's just uh surprised yeah it's interesting because this is one of the instances where what's occurring is like actually literally homophobia like in the term of it being like fear of gay oh okay. um because like usually that's like colloquially used just to mean like all any like bigotry or yeah. you know anti-gay or yeah. whatever yeah um but like it's it's like phobia literally means afraid, which is like here's yeah. like George and Jerry and and Chandler. They're all like, it's fine, it's fine. It's just like I'm afraid of that it's me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like very much like you know. I, I think a still very prevalent like skewering of like a certain type of like you know Manhattan liberal who's like all you know wants to be like act progressive, but like not like for themselves in any way. Yeah. Very nimby or, or fake woke or whatever. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Right. yeah, like they'll like virtue signal on Twitter, but like nothing in their actual life is is like moving towards whatever those things are. They yeah, what works for them. Yeah, but I do want to talk about um, when Chandler tells the story to the to you know the our core six, and when they and Chandler asks why. And the reasons that they give, and then they, he says, "Well, what about Ross?" And everyone laughs as if it's impossible to imagine that Ross could be gay. I mean, hilarious! And like, what quality does Chandler have that Ross doesn't have? Like, Ross was the one who was married to a lesbian, which I feel like right. is, uh, you know, uh, more closely adjacent than anything we know about Chandler. Yeah, um, right. By, at, by the end of this episode, we'll find out that as a kid, he was uh, quote trying something end quote. 
Right. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. They're certainly right. It's certainly not like oh, ha ha ha. Ross is the least imaginable person. Like it yeah. was like Joey would have yeah. been like. The and by the way, I say I say this with zero judgment whatsoever. I just sure, don't no. It's, I well, don't I mean, this yeah. is well. There's also this like who like what does it even mean at this point? You know, because you know, yeah, people are all sorts of people. Yes. Um, yes. But, you know, based on, you know, these like 90s tropes of things like, yeah, I mean, this was like ahead of its time at the time. Like, you know, it but, I'm, but, but I'm saying even in the context of the show, what is it that Chandler has? What quality that Ross doesn't have or vice versa? Because um, to me, I think Ross could be almost more stereotypically gay to the extent, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. You so know, I, I, as they say from Seinfeld, you're single, you're neat, you're thin. <laughs> right. Right. They, they both, I guess, like enunciate in certain ways, which is like, you know, uh, associated, you know, the, the manner of speech potentially. Um, but yeah, I mean, but, you know, in the show, neither of them are. So, you yeah. know, that's just how it goes. Yes. Um, but yeah, you know, Ross was up to something. You know, we don't really know. Yeah. He's trying something, he says. Yeah. Um. So... Yeah, so which by the way, uh is a weird moment for your parents to photograph in nineteen uh seventy seven or whatever it is. Yeah, well yeah. <laughs> I guess they figured this might be important. Yeah, maybe maybe there were many moments. Maybe uh yeah, maybe it was a a long anyway. Yeah, well they're figured if this comes up later, we should have, you know, something from Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, so we're back over at Monica's and Chandler is retelling this whole story to them and like he expects the punchlines to be like everyone agreeing, like how could they possibly think that, you know, that I'm gay? And everyone's like, actually, you know, Rachel's like, I I thought actually thought you were until um, you know, Phoebe's birthday party where you like were talking to my breast the whole night and then I realized, okay, he's probably not. Yeah. Um, and it turns out that really everyone except for Joey and Ross thought he was gay the first time they met him. Um, I did see on the um the trivia on the trivia on uh, on the wiki page that Joey there's a flashback to the day that Joey moves in with Chandler mm-hmm. and in it Joey <laughs> thinks he's gay. Yeah. <laughs> so Joey's lying here. Yeah. He did think he was gay. So really yeah. everyone but Ross. Every, everybody were Ross, yes. And and because Ross knew him from high school. So I guess he just like. No, from him. college. Or from college. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah. He, he meets him a freshman orientation, I think. Yeah. Or something. yeah. Right. Well, maybe he, his personality changed a little bit since college. Um, whatever it is. Um, so <laughs> Ross tells this story that there was this girl who was into Chandler. But Ross told her that Chandler is gay um because he was in he was interested in this girl yeah and he specifically told her that he was gay with this guy bernie spelvin uh because that was, was another guy who was yeah. interested in her so like yeah. ross just like killed off two suitors with one stone yeah. and joey absolutely loves it <laughs> yeah i mean that's a strong move yeah the, the problem is, of course, like the more people that you're uh, roping into this lie, if, if any one thread is pulled and now there's a lot of threads, then you can be exposed as a liar, which is um, presumably what happened, because I'm assuming that uh, none of them ended up with her. Um, yeah. Well, listen, it's, you know, high, high risk, high reward. Yeah. Um, Ross seems like the type of guy who should be rolling the dice with him. With things like yeah. That, mm-hmm. um, in his day. He wasn't just like, you know, in the ordinary yes. course. Yes. The, 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 the Ross and Chandler from college that we will meet are uh, not exactly a slaying the ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Or the gentleman, as far as we know. So um, we get a call. Um, it's from Paolo. He's calling from Rome, um, calling to check in on uh, Rachel. Um, but she gets interrupted because Monica has a call from her father. 
uh, Rachel's like, keep it quick, keep it quick. The whole world could there be the, how many emergencies are there? Two? Yeah. As George um, says. Don't yeah. make the whole rest of the episode about this. Please. Yeah. Um, That's good. Get, I, we I didn't we want to get back Paolo. to Paolo. Imagine oh, how much we? like the people who were like shipping Rachel and Paolo were, were annoyed. It's like, all right, and let's Anna? see Rachel yeah. and Paolo. And it's like they're like on the phone for a half a second and then done. Yeah. You know, it's over. Um, but yeah, he'll uh, he'll return. Um, so yeah, we got the news that Ross and uh, Monica's grandmother Althea is uh, on her on her last legs. Mm-hmm. So we rushed to the hospital, and we were there with uh, with our parents, Jack and Judy, and we meet Lillian, played by someone named Eleanor Donahue. Yeah. Didn't not not explain her. who she is, but presumably she's an aunt. I think it's it's easy to assume right away that this is um if this is Ross and, and Monica's mom's mom, then this is uh their mom's sister. Right. Yeah. But um, as I'll note, um, when the nurses come in the, the second scene in, in the waiting room, when the nurses come to tell them that it's the end, she's missing in that scene. Mm. And and then in the next scene, of course, she's back. And I think, and um, I have Dr. Jen with me, but she might be asleep. Um, like if they're coming to give you sort of like uh, important information, like uh, your mother's about to die, like they might wait for the other daughter uh, to to come back from the bathroom or wherever she just went, right? Um, yeah, I mean, they could probably like fake it for a little bit. Like, yeah, there's no, I just, I just don't know why, why was the actress not there for that second scene? It's just, I wonder what the reason was. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know this. Yeah. That's funny. Um, it probably wasn't for a story reason. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we, yeah. we want it to be part of the backstory. Yeah. That... Well, but, but all there again. So then Monica and Ross will be alone in the room for the second passing. It, it's their job to give updates to the, to the closer relatives outside. So. The two daughters, they stay outside while the grandchildren go inside and then come out and give them updates. Um, very strange. They also cover Nana's face after the second passing, but not the first. Um, right. So I, I don't understand. I don't understand what's going on in this hospital. A lot of inconsistencies. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, well, it's not a necessarily a well-run hospital. For, mm. so what we know is that they had one patient and they died immediately. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, but they, they incorrectly described them as dead when they were still alive. <laughs> then they died. Yes. Right, right. Even worse. Yeah, I even, I even yeah. forgot. They, even they, as they, I was saying that, I forgot yes. about that wrinkle. They have more like... deaths than patients. They have a two hundred percent fatality rate, <laughs> right. which is very bad. Yeah, it's very bad. The insurance yeah. only covers up to one hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. I think Jen says in the early days of COVID was like that. Um, yeah, COVID. They they went up to two hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> they doubled all all the numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what Q told me. Um. So yeah, so uh, we get a little taste of Monica and her mom. She's just like you know criticizing her hair for no good reason, and then they get talking about uh, Nana's various habits, and we learn that she was uh, the type of person who would steal sweet low packets from anywhere she could find them, including the Geller's house. And they go in to give you know their last goodbyes after learning that she passes away, and when Ross leads in for the for the kiss. She starts moving and they're like, oh, my God, and they run and they get a doctor and they come back and then she's dead. So she has died a second time. The nurse tells them this almost never happened. <laughs> almost. Um, yes, they, there was one point where they're like, Dana may have died. They're looking into it. Um, but yeah. Now, which is which is a good shtick, but I don't know if that's the uh, circumstance when you're using shtick. What do you mean? 
when you if you were breaking to your mother that her uh, mother was dead i don't know if you'd uh throw in a joke there in the announcement oh um yeah probably not probably not um so yeah she's dead she's really dead um we head over to central park and uh chandler is like continues to be obsessed by the whole gay thing um he's like is it my hair and phoebe's like yes chandler you have homosexual hair <laughs> which um, is no less insane than any of these other insane things that they're saying right <laughs> well yeah but she's like any of these... saying, she's saying yeah. it ironically yes yeah no but she's making fun of him is it like right. like how could hair be gay but well how could anything be gay and yet you're deciding <laughs> that things are because all right so phoebe yeah. phoebe's ahead of her game yeah she understands this better than the rest mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. Phoebe's lived life. She yeah. knows people. She's lived a life. She once had sex in Milwaukee. <laughs> it's the weirdest place. Uh, Monica and Ross arrive. Uh, have, and... have you have you had sex in Milwaukee? I don't think so. Neither have I. So it seems pretty weird from a sample size of two. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. Yeah. So yeah, so Monica and Ross come and they let them know what has happened that Nana has passed twice. <laughs> and um, Phoebe does her whole thing about like maybe she's not really dead and you know her whole spiel um, she talks you know Monica's like no she's dead we checked a lot <laughs> um, and you know she tells us about how like her mom is still alive and then she has a friend Debbie who was hit by lightning and you know on a mini golf course and I think she lives in a pencil <laughs> and then She's like, I don't know if anyone's ever really gone. I think Debbie might have been in a pencil. And then, like, Rachel's like, oh, what about this pencil? But she's like, no, that's not Debbie. Yeah, of course not. Let me tell you ridiculous. That's crazy. Um, Joey correctly thinks that when you're dead, you're dead. And uh, nobody likes this, so they change the subject uh, back to the whole, like, what's the deal with Chandler and being gay? <laughs> yeah. So we like uh, we have the Gellers all reconvening back over at Nana's house, you know, as we're getting ready for the funeral. Ross is with his mom and the what I think is the aunt. Um, they're you know want to pick out a dress, um, even though the funeral is closed casket, which obviously it should be. These are you know proper Jews. We have we do closed casket funerals. Now, can, can to we talk about their Goyish friends on Long Island by showing them the dead body in the casket? Like that's not that's not going to impress them. It's a dead yeah. body. What 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 is what is with this this placement of this dresser in this closet? It makes no sense. <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. How 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 did it physically get in there? <laughs> and what? Yes. And yes. Uh, so uh, I, I question the architecture there, but yeah. Anyhow, um, provides for good uh, uh, physical comedy here from uh, from Ross. Yeah. So he climbs in and, and he uh, he ends up pulling on something that uh, has the all these like sweet and lows start just pouring down on him. He finds yeah. a shoebox full of them and you know. This has always bothered me, by the way. Um, as the scene was happening, it was like it was like over my head. I knew it was coming. Like the length of time that the sweet and lows fall on Ross's head. <laughs> yeah. it, it's a, there would have to be like you know thousands of of and 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 the speed at which they fall like you know they're they're gradually over like uh, several seconds it's uh it's completely absurd um did you know of uh, or why don't you guess Uh how many sweet and low packets have been produced (laughs) i don't even Uh, according to sweet and lows edit of its own wikipedia page i i can't even be (laughs) is it millions is it trillions is it quadrillions is that even a thing they're going with over 500 billion over 500 billion i mean i don't know sure i mean yeah there's like you you when you buy a thing that has like hundreds in them yeah like when you buy like a little box yes so uh, like who the hell knows do you, do you want to guess the year that sweet and low was introduced in the united states um 
uh, by the way, Jen is awake because she said what in shock to the number of sweet and lows. And now she <laughs> guessed. Well, you guess also, then I'll tell you who's closer. 1902. Oh, she says 1954 and it's 1958. Damn it. So yeah, uh, Jen is holding in the world of uh, sweet and lows. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess they yes. couldn't make that before that early. Yes. Although um, the name sweet and low yeah. derives from an 1863 song. So you are closer in terms of the song. Nice. But um, yes. All right. Anyhow. Um, yeah. So the sweet and lows, they fall down. And uh, it is a poignant scene that now is truly gone. Yes. Um, lots that of hugging thief, and learning. That thief is burning in hell for all the sweet and lows that she stole. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Monica, meanwhile, is helping her dad pick out coffins. And he says when the time comes, he wants to be buried at sea mm. because he thinks it'll throw off his friends. <laughs> that they'll be they'll just think he was so predictable. And haha, he's getting buried at sea. Um, I don't, I don't mind the play. It's like an interesting thing to do to like, um, you know, stick for your friends. Oh, but here's the thing, you know, Elliot Gould is such a, a legendary actor and, and, a, and a personality, you know, like hosting SNL and stuff like that. And they have him as like the straightest of straight men here on Friends, where he's openly like his personality is because I'm so boring. At least my friends will think something interesting about me that I was bar- <laughs> like, it's it's very strange. Like you get a Gould on your show. He's obviously the most famous, most recognizable face, at least, you know, at this point, early in 1994. And you give him like almost nothing to do. You bring him in all these episodes, but he's just completely boring. And it's just it's a confusing strategy, which I don't really understand. But is that going to continue? I feel like he becomes more eccentric. A little bit more. Yeah. I mean, certainly. And I guess, you know, the the, the parents on 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 sitcoms, even even Seinfeld, I guess if they, they can't start at 100, they have to start relatively sane. And then I guess they become yeah, more, you have more to be crazy. Like grounded a little bit. Uh, Frank Costanza changed so much that he literally changed by people. Actors. Yes. So, yeah. So I guess we won't judge uh, uh, early ghoul too much. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So he wants to be buried at sea. Would you want to be buried at sea? I assume not. Yeah, I don't really know what that means. So they just throw your body overboard in the middle of the ocean? I think. Yeah. Jen, would you want to be buried at sea? Jen is told me in the past she couldn't care less. She's like, I'm dead. What does it matter to me? Yeah. Um, Which is probably probably a way that makes sense to think about it. But all right, should we go to the funeral? Um, Well, first we have, um, yeah, no, we're not. We have a few things. Oh, I'm Um, skipping You know, Shelly apologizes. but he's like, you know, I don't feel bad. I've realized now that this is a common mistake. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're back with Chandler. Yeah. Um, and she, she says the same thing, that he has a quality. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a friend, someone you know, who he always claimed that his superpower was that nobody would ever think that he was gay. But he was gay. No, he wasn't. Meaning like, you know, Wait, you have a heterosexual friend whose brag is no one will ever think that I'm homosexual. I mean, it's a joke. It's like self-deprecation. Yeah. I mean, because he's like messy and, you know. Uh, oh, he's very stereotypically uh, unattractive, you're saying. Not unattractive, just like whatever. Like not like not like the things. The opposite of uh, he's he's neither neat nor thin <laughs> nor single. Exactly. Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. Correct. I mean, as Jerry um, says, you don't think there's a gay uh, fats law unemployed. I'm, I'm, sure, there? I'm sure there's yes. millions. Yes, yeah. of course. Yes. Yes, perhaps your friend is one of them. Stop protesting too much. All the fat slobs are gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we, we did have a friend who, um, uh, before he came out, or around the time he came out, he he lost a lot of weight, and he um, and he untagged he untagged himself from like a lot of our, our shared pictures on social media. Mm-hmm. And I said, why? And he said, no, it's nothing personal. Just uh, you know, n- now that I'm out, I got to be uh, super svelte and thin. 
Mm. Um, so I remember he told me, yes, his perspective was uh, he very bought into the stereotype at the time. Hey, everyone's got to do what they think works for them. Yeah. I say feel that bear stereotype right there, right? That seems like a much easier one to uh, become. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly. Hairy and fat. That sounds great. Yeah, you can't exercise too much. Otherwise, yeah. you're going to turn people off. I assume that's how this works. I don't know. I've never, <laughs> I've never been on that uh, particular yeah. market. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So then we head back to Monica's. Uh, Rachel is going to be wearing the new Italian shoes that she received from Paolo. Um, and Chandler says that he's like, uh, everyone looks so nice, all dressed up. And then he realizes that's the kind of thing that's making people think this. Yeah. Is that a gay thing to say? I don't know. Yeah, who knows what the hell's going on here. Um, so yeah, so now we head to the funeral. First at the cemetery. Um, and Monica is just like continually getting picked on by her mom. I mean, this is basically 100% of scenes that we've been in with them since the beginning yes. of the series. She's yes. just like ragging on Monica. Yeah. Um, she tells she has much more personality than yeah. Jack does. Her ears aren't her best quality. Yes. She should consider using night cream. Um, and it's at this moment, as everyone's walking in, that Ross somehow manages to walk directly into an open grave and yes. fall in. Yes. And they're really leaning into Schwimmer as the physical comedian of the group. Hardcore. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. Like, every episode, he's got stuff to do. Yeah, right. He gets hit with the puck. Um, yeah. he, he walks into the... The cat attacks him. Yeah. The cat attacks him. He walks into the laundry yeah. you know, uh, door. door. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. They're giving him constantly. Like he's, uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, he's doing a great job, great work. With yeah. Him, so. He's Jerry um, and Kramer all rolled up into one. Yeah. So, I mean, he has the double physical comedy here because he's doing the the falling and then he's doing the acting like high on the painkillers. Yes. Yes. Um, which is, you know, Stone Ross is a character we will return to later. <laughs> yes. Um, so he's like going around and he's like telling Chandler, oh, I love you, man. And like Chandler had been like talking to this girl who like seemed like she was pretty interested in him. Um, and like he like he says to Chandler, listen, man, you want to be gay? Be gay. I still love you. And the girl turns to her fresh. She's like, you were right. I knew you. You told me. Yeah. And um, it makes no sense. Like, why does Chandler just give up? Um, Because that's just like going to be hard to talk your way out of at this point. Yeah. I mean, my, my friend is high and is high and is joking around and, you know. I yeah, but if, if she was like already somewhat inclined to think it from her friends and then. Her... So she thinks you're lying because you're a gay man who's trying to trick some stranger into going on a date. Like she, she if someone does... tells you their sexuality, I think you uh, generally believe it. <laughs> she's just very, she's going to be very suspicious of what, what's going on here then. Why is your friend saying that you're gay? And my friend thought you were gay. So, like, I'm just going to probably yeah, say, know. okay, maybe I don't know what's going on here, but, like, you know, we're, we're not going to go gonna go out. On Friends, it takes much more. Yeah, someone's or, acting uh, very weird. On Seinfeld, excuse me, it takes much more for her to get suspicious. Um. Well, she's suspicious right away. Yeah, yeah. But, yes, it's the call between Jerry and George. Yeah. Where they uh, use air quotes, but uh, they're on the phone, <laughs> right. which is a hard way to do. I guess yeah. we fooled her. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, um, too bad, too bad, uh, Vindman wasn't listening on the line. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Ross is like so high that he confesses his love to Rachel, who thinks he's just like, you know, kidding around, although like, that's not like a thing. Um, 
and he falls asleep in her lap. Meanwhile, Joey is, has brought a uh, little TV to watch the Giants-Cowboys game. Um, did you um, any, do any research to see if this yes. is the Giants-Cowboys game? I yes, I, I did. So okay, well, but before we get to that, just yeah. this idea, Chandler tells Joey he's a frightening man. This <laughs> right. is This is his friend's grandmother's funeral. It's not <laughs> right. his own mother's funeral. Like, I think most people we know would probably be doing that. Um, which of which of course is what happens at the reception where all the guys are watching it, um, which I do love, very realistic. I've definitely been that guy holding the little screen in front of a big circle of guys at an event. Um, but let's talk about the game. So the 1994 Cowboys, of course, are famously coming off back-to-back Super Bowl championships, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they beat the Giants in November of 94, 38 to 10, and then they lose to the Giants in December on Christmas Eve, 15 to 10. It could not have been either one of those games uh, because in both the loser only has 10 points. So we know in this game, it's 17, 14 giants with three minutes to go in the third. Okay. Uh, it's also obviously not you know Christmas Eve because that would be mentioned on the show. Um, it can't be the year before because the Giants scored just nine and 13 points in their two losses to the Cowboys. So this is a made up game. Doesn't exist in 94, 93. In fact, I went all the way back to try to find a game where this could <laughs> exist. Uh-huh. November 2nd, 1987, seven years earlier. Okay. Uh, the Giants are playing the Cowboys. Phil Sims throws a 50-yard touchdown pass to Lionel Manuel in the third quarter to give the Giants a 17-14 to lead with three minutes to go. Um, they hold that lead all the way for the final three minutes of the third quarter into the fourth quarter, where Sims throws another long touchdown pass to Manuel, giving the Giants a 24-14 to lead. Okay? But then oh, wow. the Giants allow 19 consecutive points in the fourth quarter. A field wow. goal Field goal to pull within seven, then a pick six to tie the game, and then three more Roger Ruzak field goals to get to the final score. And if we are in a world where we've traveled back in time seven years, I suppose that final field goal to make it a two-score game and clinch the game for the Cowboys could be what causes the reaction of Jack Geller to say, yes. now I'm depressed. <laughs> yeah. Except cr- except it doesn't really make sense because the reaction of the crowd is, is not the inevitability you would feel from like a 35-yard chip shot to, uh, you know, from a kicker who's already hit three field goals that quarter. Um, but again, that's the closest we're going. So we're going to assume they traveled back in time seven years. Um, and that's the game that they're watching here. November 2nd, 1987. That's the date. Okay, good. Dot. Well, good. Well, researched. Yes. I like it. All right. I'm, uh, I'm going to, I co-sign all of that. <laughs> yes. I have no counter arguments. Yes. Do you remember the time on curb where we like froze frame to find the game and it was like a college game or something? Yes. We found like the list of red jerseys. Oh, there, it was it was someone else that done it, I think. And we uh... there. Well, there's a TikTok guy who does. Oh yeah, yes, that's what it was. Yes, yes, yes. I, I knew we didn't do the original research that much. Or yes, we yeah, just shared no, it. He does that. This is like his yes. He does right, every, but, people send him clips from so yeah. he figures out what it's from. Let's go back to this funeral. So this is a Jewish funeral on Long Island, and I just when, when Ross needs medical attention, um, there's no one there with more medical experience than Phoebe. <laughs> I just feel like there'd be someone with a little more medical experience at a Jewish uh, funeral on Long Island, even one that serves glazed ham as they have here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do recall on, on several occasions um, being um, on the Upper West Side at the Great Lawn on uh, Shabbat afternoon, and uh, being able to make the joke when someone like got hurt or needed something, uh, "Is there a doctor around?" Yes. Um, yes. For context, that is a, a popular <laughs> hangout for a single, uh, uh, you know, mid to late twenties Orthodox Jews. So yeah, yeah, there would be like hundreds there, and like yes. you know, a third of them are probably doctors. Yeah. <laughs> ah, stereotype. Stereotypes are all true. Yes, all true. Yes, that's why Chandler's gay. <laughs> exactly. That's what we learned in this episode. Um. 
so we have um judy is though you know she's you know she's doing okay but like so all she can think about is like all the different things that nana would be complaining right now if she were here um and frankly she sounds a lot like judy um yeah, nana sounds like a bitch yeah and monica's like well does any part of you wish that you would have been honest with her about that stuff and like told her about it and judy pauses like i think very knowingly what the implications of this question are yeah uh, like she's like this is like when um the people being polled understand the poll so mm -hmm. it's like they give the answer that they like know is like for their side instead of answering honestly you know yeah I mean? yes um, yes it's also very convenient now because now for judy it's the attacks are one-sided right because her mom's correct, dead so, right yeah. well yeah now that right correct now that i'm just like the punch down person yes Let's keep it going. <laughs> um, so she's like no i don't think that would have been better yeah <laughs> no no one this shouldn't be discussed further yeah um but she does she, compliment she, her yeah. earrings um and we learned that monica got them from judy who got them from nana mm -hmm. so that's nice too more hugging more learning mm -hmm. um should we, at the end of every episode, give a hug and each say something that we learned? <laughs> because it's not a Seinfeld podcast? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I don't think we should do that. Yeah. Um, okay. So we, um, I think we're going to wrap up back at Central Park. Mm -hmm. And we're um, reminiscing more about Nana. And they're going through some pictures of her. And we see little naked guy Ross. Um, which gives us now three ugly naked guys and one <laughs> little naked guy um, in the series so far. They also find a photo labeled me and the gang at Java Joe's. Yeah. Um, and they're like, wow, this must have been like Nana and her friends when they, you know, she was around our age. Uh, yeah. It was like a fun gang. And they're all kind of like lining up. Um, if you recall, we discussed back in our, you know, pilot episode or even, you know, the, the, our, you know, previous to the pilot, Java Joe's was one of the alternate uh, titles for Friends before it became Friends. Yes. Java so, Joe's uh, sounds much more like the name of a coffee shop in 1994 than in 1939. Although I did look it up and Java was a term for coffee since at least the mid 19th century hmm. with uh, Dutch plantations in Java having exported coffee since the 17th century. So I guess there could have been a Java Joe's in 1939, although, again, I, I doubt it very much. Also, Ross saying it looks like a fun gang. Like, I have seen pictures from the 1930s. I have never once seen a picture <laughs> from the 1930s that I would describe as being a fun gang. So, I don't know. Um, I, I, that makes me always think of the, the lady bit about the guys um, in, like, the 20s and 30s that they would just, like, go to boats and, like, wave their hats. Yeah. Is there nothing else to do? Yeah. <laughs> so, so it was like, oh, someone's leaving on a boat today. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go wave our hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The 1930s were very bad. Yeah, yeah, probably very boring. By the way, 1939, it only gets worse for it the Jews, especially. Worse. Yes. Yeah, it's not going to be good. Yeah. Um. Well, if you're if you're somewhere where there's a Java Joe's, you're probably fine. Yeah, things better for a Nana than uh, for you, for your Nana at the time. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. no Java Joe's in uh, Czechoslovakia. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever even see the show Snacks? Um, what did we know from Java Joe's? There was no Java Joe's. There was no yes. Snacks. And then uh, we end uh, with the credits back uh, in Chandler's office. Yeah, we oh we do get the other um little naked guy Ross, so it's actually now three to two ugly naked guy to little naked guy. So we'll see. We'll, you know, we'll have, to, we'll have to continue to track that for the rest of the series. Yes, who who ugly takes naked the lead? guy has competition. Yes, in, naked, in the naked guy standings. 
Um, so yeah, so um, Chandler is still discussing the whole um, you know sexuality thing with his coworkers, and he goes to talk to Lowell about it. And Lowell, who we learn is actually gay, tells him that like you know I don't like I don't think you're giving off any sort of gay vibe. Like we would know. Like and I told Shelley that like you're not. Yeah, but um, it, does it does it seem to you like they made Lowell seem very Chandler ish? Sort of oh, interesting. style and the way he talks, the way he stands. That's interesting. I did not think of that. Yeah. Lowell says we have a kind of radar, um, but the word gaydar had been around since the 1980s. So I'm surprised. Uh, yeah. I looked that one yeah. up also. So he could have yeah, said gaydar. I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah. Gaydar around since the 80s, but I, maybe Lowell thinks uh, in NBC, you know, 8.30 p.m. Um, audience is, is not yet familiar with the term gaydar. Right. Yeah. yeah. That could be. Yeah. Although it's kind of like self-explanatory, like if you think about it for one second, right? When like, did... it's just, like it's a pun. Yes, yes. Um, we're looking, when did the word gaydar first appear in the New York Times? Like if you just used it in the sentence, if you just said gaydar instead of radar, I think any yes. like intelligent person would understand. Yes. I think gaydar was in the New York Times in 1987. Is this what it's saying? Or is I miss... Uh, well, whatever. Well, we can look this up later. But yeah, so... Uh, yes, the term was out there. All right. Uh, are we uh, done with the episode? Oh, no. Well, should we say what happens as he says, I could get Brian? Um, and of course, he walks out. Oh, right yeah. In. So, like, yes. he, had, he was, yeah, it turns out, like, he's he's out of his league. Yes. Oh, yeah. He's my, he's my best friend. All right. Av, uh, who is your best friend? Um, I'm going to say my best friend is Joey for being the only one, at least in this episode, to not think that Chandler was gay but they met him so he correctly knew his friends and he's the one who brought the tv to the funeral and like everyone got to watch so like that's the amazing come with guy yes yes um it's it's hard to disagree there but i will uh, trump your joey mm -hmm. with drugs ah drugs make ross feel better after he falls down in a grave True. drugs give ross the confidence to tell rachel he loves her even though she doesn't get it so, yeah, I say that the best friend is drugs. Um, but joking aside, taking prescription pills without a prescription, very bad idea. Don't do that. Uh, doubling the dosage without consulting with the doctor, also a very bad idea. Don't do that either. So, yes, don't take drugs, kids. That was a joke. You're a fucking asshole. That's what you are. Fucking asshole is Alex. We're telling people to take drugs. Um, the other fucking asshole I would say is Nana. During her life, she seemed to be quite unpleasant, stealing all the time, criticizing everyone all the time. And in her death, she scares the shit out of everyone by not dying properly. So I say good riddance to the old bag. I don't like to demean the dead. Mm, demean away. Banana is a fucking asshole. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he's know. running this giant sweet and low racket. Yeah. Who knows what's where those sweet and low rackets have been, you know, these packets have been distributed all over the Northeast, probably. Who knows what's going on here? Um, and yeah, she sounds, seems like a horrible, uh, horrible mom. Um, yeah. Completely, yeah. Uh, although she was part of a fun gang in 1939. Gangs in 1939 <laughs> were like, uh, you know, shooting people up and down the streets of Chicago. So probably not such a fun gang. Why, it's dinner for six. Five steaks and an eggplant for BB. Five steaks and an eggplant. Uh, should I go first? I've never gone first here, have I? Yeah, but you can go first. Okay, all right. Um, Ross's grandmother dies. He falls in a grave. He gets attacked by endless sweet lows. He overdoses on drugs. The love of his life is walking around in another man's shoes. He's so pathetic. I will give him a sympathy stake. <laughs> okay. He's like completely pathetic. Monica uh, gets another sympathy stake uh, for having to deal with a dead Nana and a terrible mom. 
Um, but really, it's a congratulatory stake because she seems to have broken the streak of the women in her family, right? Like Monica is not a um, miserable shrew and uh, always, uh, you know, criticizing in the way that um, her mother and her grandmother were. So, you know, a little OCD perhaps. But so, yeah, so that's a stake for Monica. Joey uh, saves the ga- the funeral with the football game. That's that's two stake behavior, two stakes for Joey. Um, that funeral would have been very boring if not for him. Chandler, he couldn't get a Brian. Um, but I do think by 1994 standards, like, he he's not sort of reacting like terribly to uh, being confused for gay. He seems a little confused, but you know he's not being a uh, you know offended the way that uh that that, that uh, Jerry and George were. Um, you know they keep repeating that there's nothing wrong with it while acting like clearly there is. Uh, Chandler doesn't say, have to say that because he seems quite accepting. So I will give him a sympathy stake, but I'm canceling it out with an eggplant because he's so obsessed with figuring out why people think he's gay that he's missing <laughs> opportunities to tell women he's not. Much like when George is more focused on Neil than the girl, like Chandler, ask the girl at the reception out. So you lose your stake or you keep your stake, but you get eggplanted out. And then Phoebe and Rachel, nothing. So uh, they, they do nothing. They get nothing. Okay. So I'm, so just sorry. Give me the give me the final again. Then. Oh, uh, two stakes for Joey. Wait, One stake for Ross. Wait, wait, sorry, just go. Just tell me Monica. Okay. Monica gets a stake. Monica stake. Rachel, you said nothing. Phoebe, you said nothing. Yes. Okay. Ross. Ross gets one stake. Uh-huh. Joey yeah. gets two stakes. Yeah. Chandler. And then Chandler gets a steak and an eggplant. Got it. Okay. Still breaking even there. And I, and I think uh, last week our math was off. We have uh, updated math, new math. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I okay. um. Okay. I deleted it for the podcast, so it's fine. Oh, okay. Fine. Yeah. Last week I did. Um, okay. So what what are my numbers before we get to yours? What's my cumulative through eight episodes? Through eight episodes, you have okay. So you've given out forty stakes total. Um, in the lead, you have Chandler with 10, Monica with nine, Rachel with eight, Phoebe with five, Joey with five, and Ross with three. Okay. So everybody's got sticks. Nobody's eating on the eggplant. That's good. Yeah. Um, neither Joey or Rachel has ever gotten an eggplant. Chandler has gotten four from you. Mm. That's surprising. Yeah. But but Um, he's making up with a lot of stakes. Yeah. So overall, Monica and Rachel are your favorites so far, or whatever this system means. Um, Ross is your least favorite with a net of one, and then Phoebe and the boys um, in the middle. Yeah, and now what about you? What for this episode? What are you doing? And then yeah, you can tell so us your cumulative. This episode, let's first do that. Um, I was going to say that Joey gets a stake for bringing the TV. That's just yes, all move. Yes, um, I say Phoebe gets a stake for being able to communicate with the dead. I think that's pretty great. Okay, fine, that's fair, and being the doctor. Yeah. Um, I say Ross gets one stake for the story in which he cock blocked his two friends <laughs> okay. by making them gay with each other. You respect the move. With a girl. I th- yeah, I think it's a great move. Yeah. Um, I think he gets another stake for being high at the funeral and mm. being hilarious. Yeah. Um, but by the way, is this a, is this a copy of Elaine when she's high on the painkillers in Florida? Stella! Oh, yeah, amongst I the mean, old people? I mean, it's a copy of anytime anyone gets high or drunk sure. or whatever. But yeah, specifically surrounded by a bunch of old Jews. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm counting it for Jared Jerome in case he's not in the postman this, uh, today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm then going to say, why was Ross high? It's because he fell into a grave. So he gets an eggplant for that. Obviously. Oh, first time you stake an eggplant the same person? First time. First time nice. I pulled a Chester. Nice. Um. 
then I'm going to say I love just like Chandler's just like anxious laughter and energy and like the like the fact that it's about what it's about, I think makes it controversial. But like, whatever it is that that's just like anxiety that he has to me is just like a funny part of his character that I love. So like, I, I really just love seeing that here uh, early on. So um so that leaves me still with i think that's it right i got one to chandler one to joey two to ross and then one to phoebe and then the, the eggplant to ross yes okay, so let me put that in yeah so monica gets nothing monica nothing i did rachel nothing i did phoebe yeah. a steak i did ross two steaks and an eggplant i did chandler one joey one okay so that for me means I too have now given out forty. That was our problem last week. Is that yes? I, yeah, okay, I, yes. I mislabeled, so whatever. It all it all messed up. Um, I've given out the most stakes to Rachel and Phoebe with nine. Um, the fewest to Monica. The other people in the middle. Um, Ross for me also the most eggplants <laughs> with four. Um, nobody else has more than one. Never gave one to Phoebe. Um, Phoebe is my leader right now with nine, Rachel with eight, then Chandler, Joey, Monica, and <laughs> Ross is last for both of us. Yeah. All right. Uh, Even though, uh, all right, we don't really have any significant others compared to Alan. Uh, we don't have any cameos for our Tom Selleck club. So I think it's just time to jump into the postman. Uh, sure. That sounds great. Let's do it. Postman! Postman! Come here! Tell the neighborhood! I guess there was some screw up at the damn post office <laughs> to tell me about it <laughs> yeah yeah the u.s post office no more like u.s lost office <laughs> what are they irish Hashanda. maybe you should have given me some candy you're a lousy jew well we'll start off this week with amir bednarsh returning right back to the postman hope, mm. hope we'll uh, continue to have him here overall i thought this was a solid episode with a few lines that made me laugh out loud I give it a 3.4. The Chandler storyline does feel a bit similar to the iconic The Outing episode, which aired a year earlier, but it still worked really well. A few notes. I thought it was really strange that a nurse was the one to pronounce Nana dead and came to tell the family. I looked it up, and by law, only a physician could pronounce it dead, mm. with the only exception being for when one is outside a licensed hospital. So, okay, so now we are already, we've already progressed greatest versions on this hospital. Yeah. Now we know that they're probably not even licensed. Yeah. <laughs> Why Why did Nana go to a non-licensed hospital? What a bad decision. Yeah, Nana could have lived. He just went to a normal hospital. They were yeah. like, oh, just take this medicine and she yeah. would be fine. She would still so, be alive. And that means that they stole the healer plot from Seinfeld in season two. So with Tobolowski. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just keep, they keep ripping uh, really? off Seinfeld here. Um, yeah. All right. Good, good, uh, good research by Amir. He says, isn't it crazy to just have a graveside hole open like that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, it is There's a reason they don't. Yes. Yeah. Um, he's like, he's like, other than in Bubba Kama, <laughs> yeah. um, it's an insane liability to not have workers around or have it roped off or even just have a mound of dirt shovels around as a warning. Yeah. Also, anyone falling in like that would have been seriously injured. Ross would yeah. need a full body cast. Yes. No, just a little bit of drugs. Um, yeah, a little drugs solves most things um, is what I've heard um yeah um we we did have once in a family thing where they dug up the wrong grave and we had to wait and they'd come back and it was a whole thing so you know sometimes they're just open graves yeah um he sent in a picture of a whiteboard in the break room from chandler's work that reads party for chuck fowler november 22nd please come 
parentheses. He has no friends. <laughs> That's funny. Do we know who Chuck Fowler is? No. Should we Google it? Chuck Fowler. Chuck Fowler was a producer. Was he producing on Friends? Um, he involved with Friends anyway? No, he does not seem to be involved with Friends in any way, but he has quite an IMDb page. He was in his 50s at this time. So, um, yeah, but if he's, he's not listening oh, to friends. Is, it's on Reddit. Poor Chuck Fowler. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, it's just the same picture. So November. Okay. So this episode is taking place in, you know, as we said, it aired November 10th, and it seems to be airing around. Uh, it seems to be uh, taking place around the same time, which means it's uh, almost Thanksgiving time here. Yeah. Well, next week, yeah. you know what's coming up. Yeah. Um. Okay. Good email from Amir. Amir, keep writing. Next up is Michael J. Clark, who says, solid episode all around. I enjoy seeing how great a physical comic actor David Schwimmer is. For all the flack Roths gets by the fans at large, Schwimmer is second to none in the cast at that. Who among us during a fall Sunday celebration of life hasn't snuck off to the bar to catch the end of the one o'clock slate? Best friend is Joey. Fucking asshole is Nana's doctors. Three stakes to Joey for bringing the game to the mourners, one apiece to the Gellers in honor of Nana. Eggplant to Chandler for making it weird with his colleague, who is definitely out of his league. I give this one 3.2 Giants losses. Um, next, we have another from Mediocre Fully Clothed Guy. Mm. He's sticking by his name. We like it. Um, he says, Ross finding the sweet and lows in the closet is a great scene. It's incredibly touching, but then nails to the comedy to keep it from getting too sad. Other than that, not much about the episode really stood out to me, but I love the friends coming together to support Monica and Russ. The overall theme of life being cyclical is sweet and makes this, so- this a solid mid-tier episode. 3.4. Hmm. Alex Orvitz writes, Hi, Alex and Av. This one was a pretty solid all the way through. Phoebe has some great one-liners, and Chandler trying to understand why women think he's gay was a good B story. Lowe is the fucking asshole here. Chandler can totally get a Ryan. Best friend is Jack Geller. Now he's depressed. Sorry. <laughs> now he now he's depressed. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that, Alex. Um, 4.2 moves. Okay, okay. That's we a very have, high rating. Yeah, we have Kyle King. Who says, I really like this episode, and to me, the blackout is where the show finds its footing. The past two episodes have just felt more fleshed out. We got more physical comedy from Ross, which did make me laugh. He had a pretty funny episode all told. Even the Chandler storyline was pretty was even though the Chandler storyline was playing being gay for laughs, I found some of the lines funny without being disrespectful. Although his coworkers should know he can rake after pulling Aurora and Jill Goodecker, so is Brian really out of his league? The Monica storyline with her mom was the weakest for me, a sitcom trope, and we've seen the play in the show pretty recently. Joey in the football game, while minor, was so great. Jack yelling, now I'm depressed, is my line of the episode. We've all been there. Um, yeah, I did, I did have a friend whose mom passed away, like, literally last year, and, like, he said, like, we, he, like they came home from the funeral, and, like, they watched the Jets game, and it was, like, it was, like, like late in the season, and they, like, blew it. I think it was, like, the Bills game or something last year. He's, like, and that made it even worse. <laughs> yes. Um, well, as we know, know from Curb, uh, the Jets literally kill people. They do literally kill people. Yes. It's a deadly organization to root for. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, ju- just tonight, uh, the debut episode of John Boyce's uh, YouTube show, "The History of the Minnesota Vikings," oh. um, debuted, and no, uh, it's an organization know, that I did not know about that until you told me. Oh yes, that's an organization that also kills people. Yeah. Yes, saps their souls. 
Um, he gives the episode four moves, and he uh, also let us know that he's given four and a quarter moves to the blackout, which he forgot to write in last. Oh, time. okay. So we've uh, we've updated our records, mm, just so okay. everyone knows. And you can always do that. You can always send in for previous episodes. Yes. Just, um, just you know, if you want to have your uh, be part of all the official, the very official stats. Yes. <laughs> These are the official rankings of friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Elizabeth Berry says, "Hey, pretty good friends. Didn't have time to rewatch the episode, but had some notes. Did you see the curb call out on claim to fame? No. Hmm." I guess Claim to Fame. I know it's a show that is on Curb. She's saying Curb was called out on Claim to Fame. I don't know what Claim to Fame is, though. What? Tell me about that show. It's like some sort of reality show or celebrity show. Or oh, oh, it's, oh, it's the one where everyone's a family member of a famous person? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And Tom Hanks had some, or somebody had somebody, like, have a meltdown. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I saw that. Oh, okay. Um, the Jonas Brothers host the show? Okay. So apparently there's some sort of Curb enthusiasm. Oh, yeah. I'm not a... Should I watch Claim to Fame? Is it a, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's very stupid, but is it a hilariously stupid? I have no idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm Googling it. I'm not seeing anything. All right. Yeah. Well, someone wants to. We did, so the answer is unfortunately, no, we did not see it. <laughs> yeah. So, no, we, we are not familiar with the curve yeah. out on Claim to Fame. Please enlighten us, someone. We would love to hear about it. Uh, send us a link or whatever. Um, notes from last episode. If I believe there is an elevator in the apartment building. Um, in the episodes with the Yeti, there is a scene where Rachel is getting the mail, and I believe there's an elevator in the background. Rachel may get into said elevator. Oh, Boy, Elizabeth okay. really knows the show very well. Yes, that is becoming very apparent. Yeah. Um, I guess that many. Yeah, Elizabeth, you want to come on? You come on. You come, come share some knowledge. Um, I own that many half-used candles. It's a female thing. Yeah. Um, other people said that in the group, I believe, uh, the WhatsApp group. Um, it makes sense the bank would have a generator to turn the lights on for security purposes, but why did the door lock? That seems really yes. unsafe. Yes. What if there was a fire or other emergency? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like you're stuck there with a really creepy man. Yeah. Uh, what if Chandler actually choked on the gum and the EMT can't get to him? Makes no sense. Very yeah. good questions. And this Very is probably like right across the street from the Triangle Shirtwaist factory. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right, Beat Rose. I think this is one of the few episodes I have never seen before. I also think it's far and away my least favorite episode so far. Didn't really seem to be funny at all. Well, yeah, it's a you know funeral. Um, <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, but it's a sitcom. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think yeah. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, no, well, not to denigrate Beat Rose. I think uh, I think it's a fair criticism of the show of the episode. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, watching, listening to sports at inappropriate venues. I hope you have stories about watching sports where you shouldn't, like Alex watching the Final Four game on Shabbat. Yeah, I've, um, um, I, well, I was just discussing this in um, in in one of my uh, chats today or yesterday. How um, when at, at some Orthodox weddings, the the ceremony, like the um, the chuppah, what, what do you call it, the the ceremony part of the wedding, men and women sit on opposite sides of the aisle, right. and although generally I'm against uh, the segregated seating, in this specific instance, I like it because. When I'm with my friends at a wedding during the ceremony, which is very long and boring, we are watching football on our phones. We're making <laughs> bets about how long each speech is going to be. You know, we're, we, we snuck drinks into the room, et cetera, which, by the way, I encourage all my friends to do at my wedding as well. But then when there's not when there's mixed seating at the ceremony, I sit next to my wife. And if I even take my phone out, she slaps my hand and tells me I'm being very disrespectful. <laughs> so, um, yes, she she is. A, she's she's a Chandler here and I'm a Joey. So, yeah. 
So obvious. Uh, yes, I am. Um, we we are. If if you're getting married on a Sunday in the fall, you know that during the ceremony, uh, people are watching uh, Red Zone on on their phones. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. Suffice it to say, I uh, watched and listened to many many a game. Yes. At times and places I was not supposed to. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to think. I don't think I've done it throughout many periods of my life. Definitely at a shiva house, but a funeral, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think I probably ever. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I've checked a score. A I'm sure I've checked a score. Sure. Yes. Yeah, but I'm not I'm sure, sure if watching anyway. live. Yeah. 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 Um. But yeah, certainly. But I but I support Joey in is, all his efforts. Yeah, bar mitzvah. And this isn't even by the way. This isn't even the, the funeral. This is the shiva house at this point. Right, but but he yeah. was also doing it in the cemetery. Yeah, also true. Yes. <laughs> I think it's inappropriate in the cemetery, but it's yeah. okay. Well, 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 before the body has entered the earth. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I feel like they're like, they're, they shouldn't be like obligated to be like for the whole day. Yeah, well, that's like, what I'm saying. It's it's his friend's grandmother. Yeah, like they should have yeah. been like either like they go to the, to the funeral or they come to the house or something like that. Like they don't have to go to both. Yeah, well, then there's no show, so. <laughs> I, I get it. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm fine with them hanging out all day, but yeah, but then you gotta have a little more of a casualness. Yeah. Um no, at had... least at least Joey doesn't get a, at least Joey stays sober. That's more than you can say for Ross. <laughs> True. Uh Beat says that he attended his sister's graduation. The Jays were playing at the time, so I was listening on a transistor radio and I was going to tap my dad on the right shoulder if the <laughs> Jays scored. And the left shoulder if the Reds scored. Wait, 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 he's not a little whisperer? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the Jays scored himself. six runs in the first and five in the second. Partway through the second, my dad told me I had to stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of taps. That is a lot of taps. Yeah. I once, um, me and a, uh, let's say, mutual um, non-friend of ours, <laughs> um, we once, um, on the night of game seven of the 2004 ALCS, Mm-hmm. So the Red Sox Yankees, the Red Sox Yankees, yes. where the, the Yankees were up three nothing and then the Red Sox won three in a row and now it was going to game seven. Yes. So we made an agreement before the game to get excited for the game. And we were both obviously like huge on the Red Sox side. Yes. The Yankees. As everybody was at the time. Um, we said for every run the Red Sox score, we'll, we will have one shot of Johnny Walker Red. red oh, this, red this was label, a bad idea for you very early on. Red, red label for the Red Sox. Yeah. And then in the first inning, yes, they score one run. Yes, they score a second run. Yes, they score a third run, and then Johnny Damon hit a grand slam. Correct. <laughs> it didn't go well. We had a very did, fun time for some amount of time, and then it did not go well. Did wait? Did you? I, didn't they score like ten runs? Yeah. So we stopped. We didn't do. We we didn't do all of it. I think okay. We, I think we. So I think we agreed to cap it at seven. Okay. But um, um but I don't you, know if but, we had to do it right away. Yeah, but, but, Whatever but you, it was. But we, you drank we, had, we had way too much Johnny Walker red label way too fast. Yes. Um and we had a lot of fun watching the Yankees lose and yes. then much better happened. than drinking blue label. I mean much worse, but on that night much better. Yeah, no, it was good shtick until it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Like they, yeah. it would be nice if they won like four to one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's more what we were aiming for. Or or even, you know, if it was seven, but like over nine innings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the time of the first inning. Yeah. Um, okay. So he, uh, we're still in beat Rose. We're still in beat Rose. He says, one stake to Joey for playing the game. Ross and Monica get two each. Monica for getting understanding of her mom. Ross for helping everyone out and getting some relaxation. Yeah, I, I should have probably given something to Monica. I, she does have a good ending to the episode. Um, but oh well. The, the records are sealed. 
Um, Eggplant goes to Rachel, why did you wear those shoes to the funeral? Yeah. Jack Galler is the best friend, supporting his wife, but also supporting the team. <laughs> uh, the asshole is the nurse who told the Gellers that Nada was dead when she wasn't. That's yeah. true. That's a good one. That's a good one. I it almost never actually, happens. I think that's actually the correct answer. Yeah. To be honest. Um, I think she passes horrible woman as the biggest fucking asshole so far. Um, no, I think horrible woman is better. And I, I we're not going to give it the, 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 Torch. She's not even the worst who nurse need, we've neither seen. Neither one of us named. So yeah, and yeah, she's good, not even good the... call out by Beat Rose, but no mas. She she's not even the worst nurse we've seen on the show. Um, who is the worst nurse? Oh, the the nurse. I don't remember her ER, name, but yeah, ER, who, yeah, yeah, she was terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, she was very indifferent to patients' needs. Yes, yes. <laughs> but she got uh, her comeuppance. This, this nurse at least is well-meaning. I think. Yes, yes, for sure. Yes, possibly incompetent. Mm-hmm. I mean, Definitely. it's not a licensed hospital, so I don't know. Yeah. What <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, Beat gives it 1.2 moves. Wow, so very low. Very, very low number of moo points for Beat. Um, okay, okay, a few more. We got Jim Crumley, who says this episode was decent. The Gay Chandler storyline was funnier, even if it didn't age well. Nana's storyline takes some unusual turns, but wasn't all that funny. 3.4 moves. Fucking asshole is Judy Geller. She is going to be the leader in asshole per episode. Uh, come with gal is Shelly. So nice trying to set up Chandler. Those are good ones. Eggplant goes to Monica. Nana dies and she couldn't even call Judy on her bad behavior. Stakes. One to Ross. He, sur- he survived several nasty falls, including into the grave. Oh, interesting. He gives a mistake for falling. Um, <laughs> one, one to Chandler for taking people's impression of him as being gay pretty well. One to Joey, not sure how much is the writing and how much is the acting, but he's starting to feel like Joey. Um, yeah, that's a good call out. And uh, two stakes to Rachel, still ignoring Ross's blatant signals. We turn next to Zach Brooks, who says, was this episode sponsored by Asian food? First two scenes, and what the hell are they using to eat the food? Looks like combo chopsticks and forks. Couldn't stand the start. dramatic Friends music cue, and I know we'll get it a lot more. Steak for Elliot Gould for being hilarious. Steak for Riot for payroll. <laughs> um, automatic eggplant for Monica's mom, of course. Two moves, boring and not very funny episode. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. Um, let's see. Do we have any more? Indeed we do. We end off, as always, except for a little time there with Olin Allen, who says, had one of my managers convinced I was gay at work. I think the other colleagues thought likewise. Unfortunately, he never tried to set me up with a Lowell, never mind the Brian. (laughs) God awful episode. They stretched very hard to pull at the heartstring with Nana dying. Some of the musical strings were way over the top. All the guys hanging around a game at the funeral would have hit much higher in another episode, but didn't do enough here to counter the sappiness. The only good bit was Chandler's bit with Shelly about Brian being worthy and upset at, at being set up with Lowell. He gives the episode zero moo points. Wow. Zero is a very low number. That's very low. Um, he gives three stakes to Joey for having the foresight to follow the game. Mm-hmm. One to Phoebe for providing the most comforting words and giving Ross a massage for his injury. And one to Rachel for maintaining a long-distance relationship with someone who they don't share a language. I can't even video call. 
Um, yeah, also doesn't exist yet. Right. Yeah. There are phone calls. It must be very bizarre. Yes. A video call would actually be better than phone because you can see each other. For sure. That's what he said. Yeah. Right. They don't yes. even they can't video call. Uh, yeah, talking yes. in gibberish. Yes. Yes. Um, the eggplant goes to Ross. He can be equally irritating even when not pursuing Rachel. Mm-hmm. Yes. Best mm-hmm. friend is Joey for bringing a chance for the men to bond. Enjoy and be distracted from Nana's funeral. The fucking asshole is James Burroughs. <laughs> wow. Disgustingly directed episode. Oh. <laughs> the direction is the problem here? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I would like to hear more about why he... The I direction mean, in particular, I don't, I mean, uh, not the I'll, script or... Yeah, I mean, I'll go first. This is all a moo point. Huh. A moo point? <laughs> yeah, it's moo. And I'll say I agree. This episode is not that good. Uh, Are these your moo points? It, but no, I mean I'm going to give it points. I'm going to give it two point seven moo points. Um, I don't think it was a horrible episode. I think it was like it was a kind of a downer. I think that's really the problem. It was just like hard to like play for laughs. Um, and I'm like I'm not interested in like the sappy soap opera and like Nana die stuff. Um, unless they're going to like make good jokes about it, which Elliot Gould was good. Um, he's always going to be welcome. Um, but overall, yeah. And like the Chandler thing was like, I'm sure it was like much funnier back then. It's still funny, but like, just like, as everyone said, do- didn't age super well. Um, so there's just like nothing super great here. Um, so I just kind of say like meh below average. Hmm. We started the postman with rankings in the threes and the fours. And then, um, Zach gave us a two and then beat broke the seal, the Mendoza line. He went into the ones and then Olin, you know, completely set new territory here with the zero. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is my lowest ranking episode. Um, the the one with the butt is my lowest so far. This one's even worse. I think I gave that a 1.8, so I'll give this a 1.7. No, zero. Oh, well, that's a very strong take. Um, but yeah, like <laughs> it's, it's disappointing the week after the blackout. But the Chandler story is a ripoff of Seinfeld and, you know, might be canceled anyway in 2023. Ross and Rachel's story is that their grandmother died and that she had the same personality as their mom. Like, meh, I don't really care. Joey's story is he watched the football game at a funeral. Rachel and Phoebe do nothing i mean rachel wears shoes yeah, rachel wears shoes and gets a phone call from yeah seconds. so yeah so I, i'm with that i'm, I'm with the, that second half of our postman listeners um with my rating and uh, where does that leave us overall yeah so overall that gives us an audience score of 2.7 which um we're still having some problems with our spreadsheet but i can tell you manually that um that is the second lowest score for the audience um you gave it a 1.7 you said it was your lowest scored episode um i gave it a 2.7 it was uh, ranked number six out of eight for me um that will give it an us an overall grade of 2.37 um which for overall is also the second lowest seven out of eight the only one below it being the one with the butt all right well don't you hate to be continued on tv i mean the whole reason you watch a tv show is because it ends if i wanted a long boring story with no point to it i have my life next week hopefully things improve it's the one where underdog gets away i don't remember who underdog is oh do you really not okay i mean there's a monkey but his name is marcel no, I don't no. Know who it's not it's not a monkey all right yeah. so you'll see all right Okay, I guess we will all see. We'll all have see. see next week. If you listen back to the episode, you might be able to figure it out. But you don't have to do that. You can also just watch the episode. Yes, I will watch. Uh, see. I will watch the one with Underdog. And we'll watch him get away, and then we will discuss it out next week. Bye bye. Yeah.